I figured you'd jump into that as Arnold. Oh. Oh, boy, that's 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 a hard one. Trying to do, I can't remember who. Chances actually sings are, that. though Chances I wear a green. Who really sings that though? That's uh, no, it's not Freddie Fender. Um, Johnny Mathis. Johnny Mathis. That's right. That's right. Johnny Mathis. Arnold Mathis. Chances are, your chances are very good. <laughs> I can't remember what else Johnny Mathis sings. Do you hear what I hear? Right? And he did the he did the Christmas thing with the the little drummer boy, right? He Do did, you uh, hear what I hear? I a he song, may have, the song. He may have, but I don't remember his version of that. I remember him doing It's the most wonderful oh, time that's right. of the year. What, what, what was in Gremlins? Wasn't there a song in Gremlins that they did that, you know? You know, do you, or maybe it was, maybe that was the Johnny Math. Maybe, maybe the, it's what's Christmas, Jolly Good Cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Which I prefer the Andy Williams <coughs> version of that one. I picked up from the Staples commercial. I used to sing that loudly <laughs> on the first day of school every year. Yeah, my wife and I would too. Yep, yep. Eh, good times. What's the use of having kids if you can't torture them? Yep. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Disenfranchised by the modern comics industry, producer Paul Spitaro, Dr. Bill Robinson, and Scott H. Gardner now ply the time stream in a never-ending quest to rediscover and reconnect with that unique brand of fun and excitement that can only truly be found in good old-fashioned, randomly selected comic book back issues. Journey with them now. Back. Back to the bins. So, hello everybody, and welcome to Back to the Bins Independent Spotlight. I'm independent. <laughs> That's the uh, worst Herbie ever. I'm Paul Spataro, and that is Bill Robinson. Yeah, come on, yeah. We're going back to the future. So we were Kinda. trying to figure out which independent to cover. and we If you haven't guessed deciding... already, what could it be? <laughs> we decided to go with Terminator the Burning Earth, which is the first published comic book work of one Mr. Alex Ross. Ah, come, who cares about him? Come on, wait, I'm not even in this goddamn book. <laughs> which is surprising. You would think that they yeah. would go out of the way to have the Arnold Terminator the in there. The sunglasses are in there. I wonder if there's any kind of licensing issues with that. Oh, yeah. Could be. It's Arnold's likeness. Although, later on, once we get to, like, the fourth or fifth issue, I'm pretty sure David Letterman is in this book. Well, we're only doing the first issue today. Yeah. And and it's a it's a fairly light issue, so this may be a quick episode of Back to the Bins. Well, we need a, we need a, we need to knock one out of the park. We need a quick win. Yeah. 
with Toy behind, behind the scenes. Lots, lots going on that you don't hear about and you don't and want to hear will. about. So, whatever the case may be, we're looking at Terminator the Burning Earth, and we'll start off with the cover, which is also by Alex Ross. And it shows in a very... Uh... Hello? I was muting. People are walking in, feeding cats. and Okay. I was wondering what was going on. I'll cut that out. Okay. So, the, the, right. the cover shows... It's, it's a very blue-toned cover. <laughs> it's effectively like a light blue and white like a sky blue and white, um, of what appears to be a you know close-up of a pretty girl. And then there's a banner across it, which I guess is almost like an X-ray or like you know, heat-sensing glasses or something. And you can see underneath the, uh, the it's first like layer that vision. there's a Terminator head. <laughs> it's like pre Predator vision, but no Predator. Yeah, Predator vision, exactly. Uh, what do you think of the cover? Um... Well, see, I've got this as a trade, so this, or at least I think I have it as a trade. So for me, the cover that I have on it, that like I was very surprised by this cover because I expected to see something totally different for the first issue, and that was basically what the second issue is, which is the female Terminator on the cover with the Arnold sunglasses. So I was like, oh, this is interesting, because <laughs> I don't remember the in. in because, like I said, I only have a trade for the trade dress. They use the second issue as the trade dress. So, um, yeah, this is pretty interesting. It looks like a, um, um, you know how, like, okay, I'm looking at it now. Like, when an artist does, has the little pages they do the sketches on with the blue outline. Yeah. That's kind of what it looks like a little bit at first. And then, um, but... But then, with that band in the middle, it's it's pretty striking. It you know it tells you that you know obviously this is a Terminator. This is not a human being. It's a very beautiful woman, except for you know the middle of the page where it's all uh, a skeleton, you know, a cold metallic skeleton beneath the skin. Yeah. But we're getting like heat strands from the hair, which is kind of weird. I think you would be the opposite. yeah, that's true. You know, there wouldn't be anything for that. But but yeah, whatever, we'll let it go. But I'm, I'm looking at this, and I'm trying to put, put it in perspective. This came out in 1990, and I'm thinking this would not really inspire me to pick it up. you got to keep in mind, Alex Ross didn't really have a, a reputation at this then? time. Yeah. Uh, so, so his name on it isn't, isn't going to be a sell, selling point, and actually I don't think his name is on well, the it's, cover it's anyway. It's not even on the cover. I mean, well, just the says, signature on the left side. And that just says Alexander. Right. That's not even... You know, and then when I went inside, I had forgot that Alex Ross did this until we talked about it a while ago. Um, and then, the, and then inside it says Alexander Ross, illustration and cover artist. And I'm like, oh, this is before he, I guess, shortened his name because everything else, like nowadays, it's oh Alex Ross, Alex Ross, not Alexander Ross. Right. Yeah, but you know, my like my my point is though, you know, since he wasn't a name at the time. I don't know that seeing this cover would make me pick up this book. It 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 doesn't really stand out in my mind very much. Uh, it, it's not it's not particularly dynamic. I mean the the artwork is nice, but there's nothing about it that makes it jump out at me and makes me want to buy it. Uh, interestingly, in the upper left corner, you know the box where it's got a picture of the Terminator. 
that, I believe, is from the cover of issue one of the first series, which we did cover a long time ago on the show. Mm. Was I here for that? I believe you were. Mm. But I, I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head. I didn't look back mm. to see which episode it was. But we did cover that issue, and apparently this does pick up in continuity from that series that went, I oh, think, about okay. 20-something right. issues. I think I remember now, yeah. Well, I mean, this this is... Uh, well, the other thing that's weird on this front cover is all a lot of the um, the letters is just... I don't know if they... If it's... If this, like, is a code, like it's F-A-T-M-O-H-E-2-8-T-P-A-R-A-O... T-A-O, 9-H, I mean, it's just letters. It looks like random letters and stuff going down the page. Like, there's nothing on here saying, like, who the artists are, the writer. It's very, yeah, it's no. a very, it's a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I almost want to say cold or disconnected cover, but that would go well with Skynet. You know, the machine-like quality of Skynet. Yeah, but I don't know if it would go well towards making you want to buy it. Well, in relationship to that, though... What this came out in March of nineteen ninety. March of nineteen ninety. So okay, so Terminator two had not come out uh, yet because that didn't, or had it just come out, or was it coming out soon? Mm, I think it had not yet come out. Right. So this is the only Terminator you're going to get. You'd probably just snatch it up anyway, especially being you know continuing the other series if if you read if you read the cover to see what the title is because from the picture you're not gonna even think about it no that's true yeah and you know i i almost think they should have put the the title in a darker font being yellow on that white you know you might look over that real quick if you're scanning by too fast the uh terminator 2 opened up on in july of 1991 okay so yeah this is like a year yeah so I mean, it's a nice cover, but yeah, it, would it? Uh, I mean, if you didn't see Terminator: The Burning Earth, would you even like? I don't even know if I'd slow down looking at it. Yeah. The only thing that catches my eye is the band, you know, the uh, heat sensor band. Yeah. So mm. I don't know. So the story opens, Bill. Uh, I'll just give the writer is Ron Fortier. Alexander Ross is the illustrator and cover artist. That name sounds familiar, Ron Fortier. Well, he he apparently wrote the uh, initial series. Uh, mm-hmm. Beyond that, I'm not really sure. Lettering by Patrick Williams, edited by Catherine Llewellyn. Art director is Michelle Mock, and editor-in-chief Tony Caputo. This is uh, published by Now Comics, by the way. Now, come on, now! Listen to me now and believe me later. So we're not going to really do a straight-up synopsis, uh, because basically the synopsis would be... Resistance versus Skynet. So we're just going to jump right in a book because um, that's really all the, the first. Uh, I mean, we obviously pick up some other characters from the previous books. I'm assuming, but uh, but but the book opens with a lovely little caterpillar, and he's on the bush. He, he's on a, like a weed in the in the swamp. He's w- waiting to become a beautiful swan. He's going to be a beautiful butterfly. Oh my God! Somebody stepped on him. He's dead crushed he's gone this poor little caterpillar never be a butterfly like me like arnold you never get to flex his little caterpillar butterfly muscles i forget what the character's name was but now i'm thinking of the uh 
there was like a big caterpillar in uh, a bug's life and he he had he had like I, I couldn't even tell you what accent it was but for all I know it could have been Austrian sorry the cat's the cat's going crazy he just like I guess he's he flipped his food dish off of the off the washer to hell with you screw this food <laughs> anyway mud gray and wet and dirty because that's what's under that's what the caterpillar is under somebody's boot the boot came crashing down and uh we've got the resistance guys are stomping through the rain um that uh says it's been raining for two weeks i don't remember what the sun even looks like cold wet and mud ha they say that hell is warm they lie (laughs) so so they so now it is our first uh, first look at Ar- Alex Ross artwork inside a comic. Now, the caterpillar, the way it's drawn, looks like something I could see him drawing in the later issues. The rest of it, and I guess it's to create a uh, a mood, but it's it's kind of muted, and I guess it's to you know just to show how dreary and and down it is with the rain and the mud and you know <laughs> Skynet killing them and all. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm more used to later Alex Ross, and that first thing with the caterpillar looks like a later Alex Ross. It was it was kind of jarring at first reading this. It was like it's like this is Alex Ross. Okay, I was having yeah. a hard time seeing it. Yeah, it it does. I mean, I you can see it in there if you're looking, but it, it almost looks like. You know, when when that, when when Marvels and Kingdom Come first came out, there were a lot of painted books that came out. You know, copycats effectively, mm-hmm. and they were not as good as Alex Ross as far as their you know their drawings went. Uh, maybe better storytellers, but certainly not not as good at creating just a lifelike image. And these remind me more of those than of what Alex Ross would do later. Yeah, almost like this is an Alex Ross. Ross knockoff. Yeah. Mm. So the the narration goes on. The war is forty years old. No one remembers what year it's supposed to be. Then again, who cares? After a while, you just move from one battle to the next automatically. And they're they're pulling ahead, and someone says, "Look ahead." John Connor, who's looking a little different than I would picture him. I don't think this is John Connor. Uh, according to Wikipedia, it is. Really. It says, let me get to that. Uh, the guy in the back with a beard? The story is set as part of the background history of John Connor's future war with the machines. It is also set after the events of the 17-part The Terminator, that's the other now series, uh, also penned by Fortier. The story starts with members of the Resistance fighting against the machines with John, nicknamed Bear, giving a commentary. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's John Connor. I never, I mean... I just assumed it was John Connor. Hmm. Oh, okay. I know. There's a guy named John in the back of a back of a convertible. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll leave that up to. We'll we'll leave that to everybody else to decide. I I thought it was John Connor, but he definitely doesn't look like the way I picture John Connor looking. Well, because in this, I don't know if it's in this. Well, I guess we'll get 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 to that. I mean, so it's a trap. <laughs> See, he pulls a general an Admiral Akbar. Well, these other guys, Tim and Stryker. Stryker, Stryker, Stryker. Oh, sorry. little airplane humor there. 
<laughs> Did you just hit something? Like just, that? Just trying, just trying to help create it. the mood. <laughs> Over Macho Grande? Oh, so never mind. This is not the airplane cast. Which News as did that, I think. Minute by airplane, minute by minute, I think they did. Anyway, it's a trap. Go back. As these guys come running over the hill, and behind them, of course, there's the hunter killers. Oof, scary, very scary. And tanks, tanks for the memories. Tanks for nothing. <laughs> so everybody just, you know, just cut and run. Get away. Don't make yourself an easy ta- target. Um... So they all split up. They're shooting um, at the uh, the hunter killers, and hey, hey, we got a victory! Yay, we Woo-hoo. blew one up. Whoops! Even our victories turn to failures, like a mouthful of ashes. As one of the hunter killers falls and crashes right on one of the trucks slash guns, and kills like about well, like three or four guys in the back of it. I'm like, man, you just can't win for losing. <laughs> And then we cut to some other guys running away from the laser blast, and one guy gets right through the midsection. And uh, I don't know if this is a uh, well. You know what? Hmm. You know, I just noticed between this page and the ne- and the next. What's that? So the page where the guy gets zap- cut right in the middle. Yeah. All right. And then look at that. That's a red truck. Right. Right. I believe it says, like, Chevy on the back or something. Right. Chevrolet. Go back to the previous page. Looks like a red oh, truck. Oh, it's crushed. <laughs> With Chevy. <laughs> I, is this page out of order? Or is that just somebody goof? Somebody not, not pay, pay, well, pay no, attention? No, because... Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a look second. At, look at the numbering on the pages. You have page three. Then you have that page with no number on it. Then you have page five. It's not yeah, but water. somebody goofed. That should be this because at the end of that page they shoot. Somebody goofed. Wait a minute, is this really the way they printed this? I I got another copy. I, I've got the CBR. Oh wait, I'm looking at the CBR. Hold on. Are you looking at the PDF? I'm I mean, at it, the PDF. is it is it out of order in the PDF as well? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, these pages should have been flipped because it's the red Chevy that hits the hunter killer and then drops. The um, the hunter killer on it, huh? I'll have to pull out my trade and see if it's wrong in the trade too. Hmm. Sorry, Dan. Shows how. Boom. This is what happens when we actually re- look through something with higher detail. So another hunter killer is uh, zooming in, trying to shoot another one of the convertible gun cars, and um, seems to. Miss well, that one's got John the Bear. Yeah, John the Bear. <clears throat> John Valjean. <laughs> Two four six oh one. Oh. So then, uh, so then, I guess they get. Uh, and then, then we have a, more. More of the narration comes up. It says, in the past few months, Skynet has stepped up its its annihilation campaign. And there you see a group of fighters shooting at it, but it's dumping gas on them, and it's a toxic nerve gas. Basically kills it within 10 seconds of unbelievable pain. It blisters the skin, lungs rupture, and the heart goes into cardiac shock. Yeah, that's that's, uh, kind of nasty. 
Yeah. And then, uh, then to, to make matters worse, it says, 10 seconds is all it requires. 10 seconds, 10 unbelievable seconds of pain. So you can't, they can't even take you out painlessly. Nope. Nope. Uh, next page, we've got um, one of the tanks is basically blowing up some in, some troop troop uh, em, emplacements with a big bump, and you see guys flying in the air. Um, does this make a great video game? <laughs> Uh, so then he says, uh, then there's a guy in the, now, is the guy that comes in, is that our, is that John, our John Bear, whatever? Where? Uh, that comes into the foxhole. Like the one guy says, well, look who finally showed up, the silent one himself. It doesn't look like him because I don't see the beard. No, because he doesn't have a beard, yeah. Oh, the artwork there looks looks subpar to me. His face... Which one? The one where he comes in bottom. or the one at the bottom? Yeah. She doesn't look too bad, but he, yeah. Yeah, because in this in this trench, there's uh, there's two other fighters, a woman and a man. And it says, you got here just in time, Tim. Well, yeah, Tim. So that's the guy that came in. Maud. Maud? This is two women? Maud and I were just, just about to go tank bashing. Care to join us? Okay, then let's do this. Grab one of these C4 bags and follow us. And uh, now the artwork here, it's it's kind of. Oh, I guess that is a woman. The 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 right. color shift is kind of changing here. We we went from like a very dark to again now we're, we're looking at like kind of a blue bluish background, which I mm-hmm. guess is meant to recreate a kind of a feeling of nighttime, without it actually being pitch black. Yeah, you know? like a, a well, like maybe this is the lights coming off of the Terminators themselves or lighting the the surrounding area like spotlights kind of yeah like a like a diffused lighting although why would machines need lighting because they can see in the dark excuse me why does a machine need a light (laughs) thank you captain kirk why does sky neat sky sky neat sky neat i am i am the french version of skynet i am sky neat Welcome, welcome to the party, pal. Wait, uh, now I am an Austrian sky in that. What am I? To drink some dew. That's what I have to do. So the uh, the 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 second person, the one you weren't sure if it was a woman or not, uh, she gets she gets blown up real good. <laughs> and then there's Maud. Visit. <laughs> but now and now on that page, when Maud gets visited. The guy this, does this look it? like John Connor. He does look like he has a beard. In the bottom yeah, but right, that's, but but that's that's the one. Some call him Tim. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. some call me Tim. And and being 1990, he has to have a long ponytail. Well, yeah, because you don't have time to cut your hair in when you're in, in the resistance. But you think he would want to cut your hair in the resistance? Nobody could grab your ponytail and yank you back by your hair. But yeah, whatever. He ain't got like, time to bleed. You can't cut your hair with a knife? Nah. Hippie. Uh, so they um, are. Uh, they had put some explosives on one of the tanks that Maud, uh, just before she got zzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
I mean, I guess they don't they don't want to like over. I mean, I've never. I'm trying to think of where I've seen sound effects like this before. If I have, to where usually a sound effect is very prominent, right? Mm-hmm. You know, crackatoom or boom or icky 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 waka patang. Wait, no, sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> but all the sound effects in this are written in a way that they kind of blend in like right where they happen like there's a spot where uh tim shoots a gun and it goes katang but it's it's in black letters right on top of the gun he shoots when ma gets visited visited it's fss fss zzzt top with a with a very strange font choice yes that's the font the font is like a stylized it's not just regular straight up letters it's like they kind of bends and wraps around like that boom earlier is it's like a big b little m you know little u little m little f but it's drawn in a way that it's kind of bending it's not straight across like it's almost like it's it's organic with the sound with the I, it i think it's a nice touch now is that is that alex ross his influence or I don't know. I have to think to where he's done in some of his later books. Did, do, do you remember that from some of his books? As far as the uh, the, the sound like effects? Like the sound effect. Yeah. No, I, I really don't. And later we get a regular old thum when one of the hunter killers cr- cr- crashes. But anyway, okay, you know, all right. So we did all this stuff about sound effects. After the explosives got put on the tank, there's a big... Is that a kaboom? Or is that a ka I don't know because part of the the actual sound effect is blurted out by the drawing, the uh, one page picture of the tank blowing up. It's K-A- it's not a, ka- a kaboom because you could see K A to the left of the explosion, and, and you could see O O M to the right of the co- explosion, and then it looks like there's two letters in between. A C like, and an H, kaboom. It looks like it almost it looks like K A O. You know what I think it is? I think it's K A C H O O M, Kachum. Hmm. And that's a nice. That's not a bad one. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad, bad visual. And then the next one we see like the shrapnel coming over over the um, resistance fighters. Nice touches that in the background of the big splash, you can see where the uh, the resistance car was driving, and then like two panels later, it actually flips over. Um, <clears throat> but now, now a... let's let's just stop for a second here to note my usual comic book complaints of more recent books. We're halfway through this book. I don't know who the characters are. Well, we're halfway through this issue. Let me correct that. I don't know who the characters are, other than the fact that I understand from having seen the Terminator movie that Skynet exists. I don't know exactly what this battle is that's going on. Well, this is just everyday survival. So, I mean, this is almost yeah, so like this the is opening... everyday survival. So we've we've gone through twelve pages of story, or I think it is, or eleven pages of story. Yeah. And all we've had is some battle. I I would, if I was sitting down to read this book, which I did, uh, it would probably take me of about two to three minutes to get this far. Yeah. 
Well, we're going to slow down a little bit a- after this. My point is that's not very satisfying for a first issue, and it's not the kind of thing that's going to make me want to pick up a second issue. Now, now maybe... that said, let's go back into the book and see see if we get any better or if we stay this bad. In my maybe opinion. they were trying to mimic the opening of the Terminator movie. Yeah, so we're looking at a prelude here. Yeah, you know, with the whole. Well, I wouldn't see. I'm getting my Terminators confused. Was there a, there was an opening like this in two, but was there one in one? Yeah, there was one in one. Mm-hmm, I think like so. this. If I'm remembering yeah. correct. Uh, <clears throat> now, and and this this is another area where I'm not too I'm not totally happy with Ross here. There's the the panel at the bottom of the page, which is kind of showing things through the either the Terminator or the Skynet view. Yeah. So there's the uh, the computerized <clears throat> language on the sides. Mm-hmm. All he did was put you know glyphs there's no actual words he yeah, could have been clever a... he could have written things in there like well, they do in the movies maybe it wasn't up to him i don't know yeah you think it would have just had some regular words so, so uh, the next page i don't i don't know if i really like that shot what do you think oh no he looks like death warmed over well i mean i guess you'd in this world, that's you know, you're not everybody's not going to look all, you know, well fed and um, healthy. No, I understand that, but it's just he actually looks like a skeleton head to me. Uh, I, I I don't find it to be an appealing look. Uh, mm. So he's 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 pulling his itchy and scratchy because the page opens fight, up fight, with fight 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 fight. fight, fight. fight. <laughs> don't think about it. Don't think. Don't stop and reflect about any of it. Win or lose, nothing. Just fight. You got a nice shooting bear, and then the Skynet uh, drone comes crashing down with a big thoom. Yeah, and that looks like a regular sound effect, regular font. Right. After we got the big kachoom and the all the, the visits and the bumps, now we get a plain old thoom. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed by that font and that sound effect. <laughs> Because the next sound effect at the end of the book will actually have a good font in it. So this is like the last sound effect we get for a while. Because now we have, it's the exposition, what a show, the exposition. You know what? It's about time for some exposition, though. That's exactly my criticism before. We have a lot of stuff going on with no explanation to exactly what it is, you know, and, and what the stakes are. I, I think we needed we needed some exposition here. So hmm. it says, never any time to rest. Run and fight. Run and fight until every breath hurts. And then we have a scene with uh, with the humans regrouping. Tim, Tim Sue, and Sue, quick, hop in. You're right on time, Sasha. My hiking days are over. I think we've got to get that. Uh, we've got to get a tourniquet on that leg. How are we doing, Leif? Leif. I sort, I sort of lost Leif count Garrett of who's winning. Oh. You got a sick sense of humor, lady. We don't get out of here and get out of this valley quick. There won't be anyone left to pick up the pieces. So now then, um, Sue says, don't count the bear out yet. Connor has never let us down before. So maybe that is Connor? Because now we're cutting back to him, right? This is enough. I'm just too tired. 
It has to end. Please, dear God, this life of constant suffering, I can't take it anymore. I just want to rest. Maybe that would not be so bad. I just want to sleep for more than an hour. And we get kind of a dark... Uh, we see him, uh, John Connor. I guess we are going to say this is Connor now, you think? I think so. Okay. He pulls his pistol out and says, In death there is oblivion. Maybe I can find the peace this world could not provide. So easy to sleep forever. And then he's basically putting his gun in his mouth. And then you hear somebody cry out, I'm stuck! My leg's caught! It won't budge, Joey! It has to! The tank is right on him. The crazy kid will never save her now. And uh, the one woman says, Get out of here, Joey! Save yourself! No, I'm not leaving you! And John Connor watches. Why doesn't he run? He can't save her. Why? And then he uselessly shoots at the tank as the tank basically runs them over yeah. and kills them. And he says he would not let her die alone. It was worth enough to him to give up his own life. Oh, God, forgive me. So we won't give up. Do you hear me, machine? We won't stop coming. I swear it. So John Connor. No, no in, that, in that shot... Is that a little symbolism over his right arm where you see uh, some wreckage that looks like a cross? Mm. And he's got his arms up, both arms in the air. Oh, as if, yeah. As if he, you know, he's in the position of being crucified. Yeah. Why does he have a... Oh, wait. Oh, I see why they call him the bear. He's got a badge on that looks like a bear. See it? Yeah. Hmm. I don't remember. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, he is the savior. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Even better. Well, I mean, I have i can't take credit for this. I've heard this before in other movies. A lot of movies that are like a Christ figure, John Connor, Jesus Christ, a lot oh. of your heroes will be named, you know. Yeah, kind of the JC thing going. The JC, yeah. Yeah, actually, so, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, I never made that connection. I probably should have. Oh, I can't take any credit for that. I've watched that on a video on YouTube. You can learn something on YouTube. Not much, but something. <laughs> I learned. I learned if I really want to see a trailer, that's where I go. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so it's no good, Bear. We got to find better ground. Affirmative. We'll regroup when we've put some miles between us and this death trap. And so we run from the field of battle like whip dogs, and basically it shows their like caravan of uh, of uh, fighting different, different types of vehicles. Yeah, kind of like like a like a road warrior type. There's also yeah. some people on foot running running alongside. Almost mm -hmm. reminds me of the uh, the humans in Battle for the Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah, they had like yeah. the school bus and cars right. and you know, different. You know, things speaking that they were using. speaking of tangents, uh, Mad Max the Road Warrior. Mm -hmm. I saw a theory on a thing that the Great Humongous was actually. Max's partner, like this was like a, a plot line that was cut from the movie that the great humongous was actually Max's partner Goose. Remember the one that got burnt up in the first? Remember the guy that got all burnt up by Toe Cutter and his gang and was in the hospital? I think so, yes. Which they said that that would explain why most of the, the of humongous's guys looked like they had police gear and police vehicles and cars, that he's actually Max's old partner. But that, then they decided to cut that out because be it was interesting, though. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm. So, anyway. 
So now the, the narration goes on. Skynet would unleash its jackals now. Puppets of horror created in the machine's sick genius. A steel-plated Frankenstein copy of man. A perfect duplicate, but for one exception. And the pictures there look like Cylons to me. Either that or Gort from The Day the Earth Stood Still. Kind of. Like a mash between the two. This is Innards of microcircuits, machine strength beyond imagination, free of all things that make us weak. And they show uh, the Terminators. And these are, these are not uh, human-looking Terminators. They're humanoid in their uh, makeup. They're not even the skeleton Terminators. No, like they, 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 they look, they like, look Cylons. like Cylons to me. Which I don't know, because it's been so long since I've read anything from the original, if this was what they had going on in it. I mean, from the from the other seventeen issue series, or if did they have regular Terminators in that? I think they did, though. So I'm not sure. And maybe this is just the shock troops. So they have they have a, a, a woman laying on the ground, saying, "Help me, please!" And the uh, Terminator just crushes her skull under its boot with a crunch. Yeah, and that's that's in a stylized font. With <laughs> that's yeah, it could be on a, on a on a candy bar. Yeah. Uh, but that that's the end of, of the first issue right there. And I don't feel like we got a lot. Twenty two pages flew right by. Zoom. I mean the the whole book took me about five minutes to read. Yeah, yeah. When I sat down and looked at this, I was like, That's it. So I'm hoping we're gonna get a little more meat as it goes on because frankly I don't remember reading this before. Well once I got into the second one, I remembered that. But then I didn't remember the third, like the third one, and then I got in towards more towards. I was like, "Oh, okay, I kind of remember this now." So, the second issue had a bigger impact on me because that's with the uh, the hot female Terminator Aurora. Is that who we see on the cover of this issue? Uh, maybe it's who you see on the cover of the second issue, the one that's in the. Uh, Remember, she's get well. I don't want to give away the next book, but remember, she she takes on the three humans in the like the training room, and she's got like a spiked, spiked metal belt, and like a leather jacket and the uh, the gargoyle sunglasses, and she takes out two people and then takes the third person and just basically rams her body up against them and kills the guy with the spikes around her waist. As Shag would say, it's kind of hot, in a sick kind of way, I guess you're into that <laughs> and i am not saying i'm not <clears throat> but it's drawn well i think that issue is drawn better than this one yeah i think I it's know, drawn well but i don't to me it's not it's not the alex ross we'd eventually get no i mean it's not bad but it's not what i expected maybe maybe that's a better sum up yeah, it's well, I think, like, I think I eventually, you know, what I eventually got is what I expected. And, you know, you, you got to give the guy some time to develop. You know, we've seen it yeah. when we've looked at earlier uh, books from, like, George Perez and John Byrne that, you know, they it took a little while for them to truly develop their own style fully and, and to become the artists that we eventually knew them to be or know them to be. Uh, you know, so I, I think we have to give the same slack to Alex Ross. But I wouldn't rate this as high as I would rate his later works. I've never been totally impressed with Alex Ross as a storyteller, but as a uh, creator of a single 
visual image, I think he's you know terrific. Well, doesn't uh, he use actual physical models, people he knows, somewhat yes. like George Perez, I believe, did as well? Well, not necessarily people he knows, but people he knows of. Because oh, the one okay. I always come back to is uh, that, uh, what's his name, uh, Captain Marvel was based on Fred McMurray. Oh, yeah, okay. That's right. So, we want to rate, or what do we want to do? Yeah, I, let's let's rate it. All right. You want to go first, or you want me? Sure, sure. Uh, cover? Hmm. I see the artistic quality there, but um, in the juxtaposition, oh, look at that. Bill used a big word. <laughs> I think I used it right, too. Of, um, you know, that little strip there makes the, the cover cool, but is it going to make me want to buy the book is the big question. And if I wasn't really interested in Tur- Terminator, I'm scanning on a shelf, I might just be like, yeah, okay, oh, that's some artsy-fartsy thing. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So, uh, even though it's a beautiful cover, I, I'm going to give it a C. What say you on a cover? Uh, I'm pretty much landing in the same spot as you. Uh, I might even go C- minus only because I don't see it as particularly appealing, and I don't see it as a cover that's going to make people want to pick it up. Mm. It's, it's not badly drawn by any stretch, but I think just from a, uh, from a sales point of view... It doesn't really grab me. It also doesn't give me anything of what we're getting in this particular story. Right. So it's not doing much for me. Right. Um, Interior art. If I want to... Okay. If I could put aside my Alex Ross bias for what he will become and just look at it as it is now and not think of it as an Alex Ross knockoff, then I want to say I would give the art a B, basically. A B for basically. So uh, the interior art, um, yeah, I think a B is fair. It's it's above average. It's not what we're going to get one day. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it, it's actually... The, the story that's being told here is extremely simple, but it does convey the action that it's going on and, and it presents it in kind of a, a linear fashion. So it's actually better storytelling than I'm than I've grown to expect from Ross, if that's fair. Mm-hmm. So I think if the storytelling was what I anticipated I probably would have given it a B minus but because it does kind of bring it along well I think I, I'm going to agree with you and go with a B okay um well alright so the story well I mean there's really this is just like almost like a prelude we're just getting the we're getting the you know getting placed back in the world of the Terminator the struggle John Connor he's ready to call quits but you know he's reinvigorated by the sacrifices of his people and that's basically all we have and that they're fighting the machines in this first issue it's it's not anything we haven't seen before um i mean it's not bad but it's not as of right now it's nothing like ooh, well this is a twist with a twist it's just 
I hate to say average. I hate to give it a C. I'll give it a C C plus. What do you think? Uh, that's what we're gonna d- diverge a little bit on that because I'm gonna give it a C minus. Oh. I don't think there's much story at all. I I just I feel like it, it it's a letdown because if I if I paid money to get a Terminator book, I want more than just the prelude to the movie where they just show the uh, you know the Terminator drones you know mm. blowing blowing people away and that's pretty much it okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say a c minus on the story and then so overall like, yeah overall i guess that puts it at about a c plus c c plus yeah i think it could yeah. have been better i think my expectations going into this were higher uh because i was expecting a more meaty story Knowing that it's, you know, what what I did know is that it was Alex Ross's artwork, and I knew that uh, the story picked up from the first nineteen issue series. So I figured, you know, we'd we'd get some meat here. That it wouldn't be the prelude because we're we're not. It's not the first mini series. So I expected a little yeah. more than what I got. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess that kind of wraps up our indie, our first issue on our indie coverage for now. Not yeah, to be we'll confused with our in the not too distant future. This is a five issue series. Not to be confused with our coverage of Fearscape, which is an indie as well, but that's well, that's a like current that. indie. That's that's a little yeah. different. Yeah, this is a back issue indie. This so. is this is a back to the bin style. Oh yeah, 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 true, true. As opposed to a uh, you know a a, a, a what's called a promotional copy that's sent to us for review purposes. Right. So. <clears throat> Hopefully like you enjoyed uh, our discussion of it, and uh, I'd be curious, anybody who's actually seen this or read this, tell us what you think of it. I can't wait to get to issue two. Well, I'm hoping <laughs> we start getting a little better as it goes on. Maybe we can get our other long-lost co-host on with us. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Hopefully he's available. I know his life's been a little crazy. Not that ours haven't, but... <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it's hopefully uh, we'll be able to get the gang back together. Well, I, for one, can definitely say, we'll be back. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. I'll just sing while you're gone. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing a bell. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing a bell. Do me a favor and open the door and let them in. Yeah. Uncle Ernie. Bill and John, Uncle Vinny, I can't remember the rest of them. The dog is barking, let him in.
Admiral Halsey notified me. We couldn't get the birth, but we couldn't get the sea. So, and a butter pie, butter pie. The butter wouldn't melt, so we put it in the pie. Hands across the water. Hands across the sky. Hands across the water. Hands across the sky. We will be a to get around, get around, get around, get around, get around. I think I had a stroke. <laughs>